<laughs> Welcome to Your Aunties Could Never, episode 33. We're getting old, man. We're growing up. Hi, I'm Auntie AK, and I'm here with... I'm Auntie Farah. Auntie Nana. And Auntie Shade. How are you all, ladies? Are you good? Good, good, good. good. Um, Auntie Nana, who are you welcoming to the family this Black History Month? So, um, this Black History Month, the person that I want to give a huge salute and welcome to our family is Mo Gilligan. For his, like, unwavering support of Black comedy and really just keeping it real. Like, his documentary on Channel 4, it was just done so well. Yeah. He featured all of the major players. I did think that Kojo should have been in it, though, because he really contributed to Black comedy in a big way, creating a scene oh. with the fun house. But other than that, I thought everybody else that was featured, it was spot on. And he just reintroduced the country to the word fuckeries, which should be the the word of 2020. So salute to Mo. Salute to Mo. Yeah, welcome nephew. Definitely. Yeah. Happy to that. Well, he's not an uncle. And he's yeah, he's, an, he's a nephew. He's in his twenties, isn't he? <laughs> a young uncle then. I'm not saying that. You know, I love like no. a bit of tea. And there's no, there's no tea. There's no tea there. <laughs> Just welcome Uncle Nephew Mo. Welcome. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uncle and Nephew. It is, it's actually to the, all the pioneers of the Black com British Black community comedy circuits. I think even all of those guys, Curtis Walker, Eddie Nesta, Luella Gillian, all those people, definitely, because mm. there's a movement that we have that's not been recognised at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for sure. Okay, guys, let's get into the... What have we heard? What's going on? Auntie Nana, again, I think you're going to kick us off. Okay, my story is about Ice Cube. And I guess his dalliance into politics, like throughout quarantine, he has had the contract with Black America that he's been really trying to push forward and for that to gain momentum. So he's under fire at the moment, like on the verge of being cancelled because he hasn't met Donald Trump, but he had some talks with the Trump camp and as they do, they threw him out under the bus and was like he's for us now do you think he deserves the gunshot fires that are ringing around his ears at this moment i'll be honest i didn't watch any of the stuff that came out of him i heard about it and i was like this is already making me feel uncomfortable <laughs> so i just don't want to watch it I, I don't know how to answer that. I did see today that 50 Cent is getting dragged because <laughs> he was cussing about Biden's um, tax proposal saying it's going to be 62%. And he was like, oh, fuck that shit. I'm going to vote for Trump. And then people just started to cuss him all on Twitter. I don't know. I think these people have got their own agendas, haven't they, really? And that's all that it is. I think I got wind of Ice Cube's contract for Black America quite early on. And I was, I was interested in what he had to say and what his position has been he's been one of the, the hip hop heads that's been from quite from the beginning like really anti-establishment and for the people and stuff so I was interested in what he ha has to say but I'm disappointed man I, I I thought he would know better to be able to be used as a pawn in this kind of way because of course the Trump administration are going to use you as an, uh, do you know what I mean as a as a talking yeah. point as an opportunity and as an example of like you know we can say wild stuff or we can do crazy things if we have a black person next to us to endorse it do you know what I mean even if that's not what you're endorsing so all this explaining he's doing afterwards like he wouldn't have to do if he didn't take the meeting everyone's going to say whatever they're going to say to win the election right do you know what I mean so we know it's bs 
So those meetings, really and truly, can be done after the fact. It's too risky to make those kind of mistakes. And I think because of what he in particular stands for or has stood for, I think it's just very problematic. And I think he'll look back on this and think, yeah, I kind of fucked up. It's bizarre. And aesthetically, this old man wise Noah Beard that he's got as well, is just contributing to this <laughs> I'm a wise man who knows stuff and I'm really serious. And it, it becomes a bit faddish and brandish and weird. And yeah, I'm also, I've also been, I mean, a fan of Ice Cube. I, I, he's not been problematic for a long time. I've appreciated his foray into film and expanding the family narrative of black kids and all that type of stuff. So, and obviously from the pioneering group NWA and who he's been, he's always been political in his voice and vocal about it. So when I saw that he was with a Roland S. Martin and the, the whole thing on Twitter was that, you know, he gets challenged and his argument is like a straw man argument. He's got barely any facts to come to counter the point. This is what you need to do, because if you're going to do all of this, please have your facts to hand, because really understand what you're saying, what you're getting. You can't just lightly delve into politics and take the headlines. And it's not us debating stuff that we're like, oh shit, we haven't looked into it. So, but he's an influential person who's not, it appears, hasn't done all his homework and is out there talking loudly again and supporting. And he's, he is saying that he's not endorsing Trump, but in the same breath as him saying he's not endorsing Trump, he's being a lot more critical of Biden than he is of Trump. So then in inadvertently, in you are endorsing Trump. And I didn't know this, this is the part that disappoints me and any of the black celebrities out there that are doing this, is uh, he's aligning with the ADOS movement. And I've spoken about the ADOS movement before. I find it so offensive and hurtful when I, because there's so many people that I respect and admire for the industry who I've grown up loving. And then they're now talking about, I, basically, if I was to go to America, they'll be telling me I'm not, that I'm not one of them. Do you know what I mean? There's a separation, the American descendants of slaves versus every other black. So if you're African black, Caribbean black, British black in America, they don't want nothing to do with you because they feel like you're, if the reparations were given back, we're not eligible. So we'll be trying to take from what they're deserved, which I understand the argument for that, but he's a part of that movement because he quoted them. And he said that in his speech conversation when he was trying to over explain what his point was and where he's at, he mentioned Ados and I was like, wow, this is, it's problematic. It's, it's, it's really upsetting. And then 50 Cent coming along. And this, I was a bit like, this is a part where his trolling is funny, but then this is where he's dangerous. And this is what I would kind of say, like, it's, good to be someone to challenge the establishment and challenge people's views but then when you get that kind of gasment and you think that you can say anything and it's all jokes and everyone's just taking you as for a laugh and you're oh there's that 50 cent trolling again but now you've got people like tommy lauren saying yeah well done Candice owen endorsing you yeah and now you've got their supporters and after all of that all the fun and jokes and 50 cents funny this is what you're doing now because your money's been um, checked because Joe Biden's saying that he's going to come for your money again could all be just be lip service but that's what he's saying and as I, I think I was reading that 98% of America uh, Americans do not make the 400 million or 400,000 whatever bracket pay bracket is per year so this doesn't affect any more than what 2% of America and that's who you're doing a limited defense okay 50 thanks thanks a lot yeah I think they deserve the challenge they have every right to have their opinion and I think like Auntie Shade said, why not wait till after the election? Because all these four years, how come you haven't been trying to talk to Trump beforehand? How come you haven't been sitting with him and say, look, this is my agenda for black America. Why have you been doing this? Why is it on the eve of an election when you know everyone's playing lip service, from Biden to Trump to everybody's paying lip service, why now are you starting to say, well, I'm coming to have conversations? Man hasn't even met Trump. You haven't even met Trump. Shut up, man, you haven't even met him. If Trump had sat down with you, at least you can say I've been in the room with Trump talking. You haven't even, this is not Davido talking to Buhari. So come on now, 
that's my point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, wow, there was lots in there Sorry. that I wanted to come back on. I, I'll start with what stays in my head of um, ADOS, because I similarly had a similar viewpoint until doing a bit more research into the state of affairs. As I was researching for um, Ice Cube, to change my mind on this, that he's going the wrong way. So first of all, I was thinking his track record kind of precedes him. So I feel that he should be afforded a little bit more um, trust that he knows what he's doing. Uh, he may be going out on a limb, but he's done that con consistently throughout his career. He does go off on, a, on, on his own. And generally, I think he's on the right side of righteousness and truth when he does that. So I'm I'm giving him a bit more leeway than let's say Kanye West in his quest to be president. I think that is really self-serving and very egotistical. Whereas Cube, I really do think he is for black Americans. And his focus is that it, we don't come under the heading of people of color and it is actually black Americans. Now, why I understand this point a little bit more was um, Dr. Claude, Anderson actually breaking down systematically how African-Americans are actually left out of so much legislation where even immigrants have more rights than them. Mm -hmm. So immigrants have more access to loans than an African-American. That's why so many immigrants do really, really well when they go there. So I can, I understood a bit more why now the agenda is that African descendants of slaves and not black people in America because as I have cousins that went to America, they all are, they're doing well, generally speaking, like they go and, and they're not, they're not subject to the same type of poverty as an African-American. So they're definitely, I can understand those distinctions and the distinction of not just joining with the indigenous Americans because they were also given land and African-Americans weren't. So there's lots of, layers to it where they are actually on the bottom rung so you can't lump all black together because not all blacks have been treated the same and that's by design so you they've already put in place for the divide and conquer because i was offended by ados as well but i think that's just information we don't know all of the different strands and the various ways that they have been oppressed in different ways that's not to say that black people over there aren't as well but e economically they know what they're doing to put us in different camps so that we don't unify. That was one thing. Um, other than that, I do feel, when's the best time to, like the issues are both parties have to solve this and Trump and the Republicans are the majority in all of the houses. So I'm not really getting that he shouldn't be speaking to the Republican party if you want change to happen at this moment, they are the ones that are going to be the change makers. And, and if they win, again, that's another four years of them being the change makers. That's not to say that they're gonna do anything, but I do think that it's ignorant to remove yourself from discussing things with them because you have to. I don't get how anything is gonna change without negotiations taking place. So I fully understand why he's doing it timing probably could have been better but i don't know i'm i'm prepared to hold my tongue and wait to see how this pans out i think the the shots that are being fired at him are absolutely premature and in the same token not everybody was for malcolm x or martin luther king 
in trying to inspire change. Some people were like, you're going to rattle the cage nest, like literally, like we don't need to have these marches. So I'm not putting him in that category, but history could tell because you never know. Maybe we should actually like lend a bit of support to a brother that's trying to make change. I just disagree. <laughs> like, I, I don't think Ice Cube can be referred to as the same as like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King like do you know what I mean it's just different he's not doing what they've done he's not putting his life on the line he's not under like attack on a daily basis he just doesn't have that kind of legacy he's a hip-hop artist everyone's got to start from somewhere yeah no of course but he's not what he's done so far in his life is not equated to that do you know what I mean so I just can't put him in the same category as them yes okay of course in theory it does make sense if you're trying to uh, negotiate something that you listen to both sides. But we're talking about a very, very overtly corrupt system that's got more corrupt, (laughs) do you know what I mean, in this lead up to the election where they play dirty games and they use people. Not every party is playing by the same rules. So I would have thought that Ice Cube being the person he is would know that he will be used as a pawn and him even just having the conversation would be used as talking points on news or to sell newspapers or headlines all that kind of stuff i would expect him to know that and the fact that he's just as auntie ak said not really prepared when you deep dive into what he's saying and deep dive into his argument so it's just like well maybe you're not the person for the job maybe you've bitten more off than you can chew I just don't think it's a good idea right now. There's too much at stake to have someone of his influence to sway people's minds or sway their votes at this point point in time. And that, and obviously I'm coming from the position that I think Trump should lose and Biden should win out of the two choices of the lesser evil. If you're not of that position, then I can understand that, okay, cool, then it's like, you're just more of a balance, like, yeah, of course you should have a conversation. And I get that. But my, my where I'm coming from is that Biden should win of, to be a lesser of two evils. Also, with just 50 Cent, I can't really take him seriously. And I think that's probably why he's being dragged. He's a very self-serving um, individual. So, I, you know, I can't take it as like, oh, yeah, that he's going to influence my point of view or my mindset. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just never take him seriously. Whereas Ice Cube was like, whoa, really? Is that where you're coming from? Is this your standpoint? Don't you know how dangerous that is to impressionable minds? Like, for you and what you stand for, I'm just not here for it. And the adult thing, I think I'm more on the fence because I get it, right? If like, I don't know, there were reparations in Nigeria, for example, and Americans, because they're black, came to Nigeria, and then they were just like, we need these two, I'd be like, well, hey, hold on a second. Like, do you know what I mean? This isn't for you. So I do get why it's important to have that. However, I think that a lot of the narrative around it can be problematic, do you know what I mean? And I think it's used in a problematic way and where we're coming from a point where we need to be more unified, it's not, it's just not really helpful for the cause at this moment in time. So a few things, the ADOS <laughs> movement, it bothers me and it bothers me because I'm a Caribbean. The assumption that only black Americans were affected in the same way by slavery is just outrageous to me. You know, like they don't know, you can't say 
where a particular person came from. You don't know if they were always in America or if their family were moved around. You don't know. There's no way to trace that. That's part of the whole thing about slavery. We can only trace our ancestry so far, like maybe three, four generations, if you're lucky. You, you can't trace it any further than that. So it, it bothers me that they think they're the only ones who should um, actually benefit from any reparations, should there be any. Sorry to interrupt, but can I just ask a question? Because my thing is that, because I thought about with the Caribbean, but wouldn't they have the equivalent in the Caribbean? No. Yeah. But no, but they they get it from. Or they should have it. Because yeah, actually, they should, they should it, right? but they wouldn't. That's my point. Because who would who would fund it? It would need to come from the Europeans or some, somebody like that, wouldn't it? So who would, where would they get it from? Right, okay. My, 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 that's a whole other subject anyway, because I really feel like the debt should be squashed and then everyone will be all right in the right. Caribbean and in Africa. If right. we didn't have the debt, then we'd be all right. right. Um, anyway, Ice Cube, you're absolutely right in the sense of he should not have said it at this time because it's very dangerous. And unlike 50 Cent who says shit and people are just like, oh, whatever, even how he said it, even what he tweeted, it was more of a jesting kind of thing. It wasn't like anything serious. Whereas Ice Cube says a lot and people do take him seriously. I just feel like, who are you gonna stand for? Yes, everyone's problematic. Biden isn't ticking all of the boxes, but Trump is ticking no boxes. If you look at the past four years, what has he done? Everyone's going on about what's Biden's black agenda? What is his black agenda? Yes, I'd like to know what his black agenda is, but what's Trump's? What has happened in the last four years to black people? Has it got any better or has it got progressively worse to the point where you have a president who is openly racist and in support of white supremacy? That's where we're at now. So at least you stand a little bit of a chance if you put Biden in the house and he's held accountable and he casts the answer with some sort of sense. Whereas Trump answers with no sense and chats out of his toupee every day. It's not a question now, it's not the time. Because you, there is an element where you're supposed to have the town hall. You're supposed, like, that's why they're doing the debates. That's why they're going on a podium. They're talking about their agenda. And everyone has the right to criticise and challenge. I think that's right. And that's fair. And Cube is fair to say what he's saying. However, it's the way, be informed. I think if you're informed and you really can come with facts, then it will be less easy to tear him apart because you've got the facts there. Because it's, it's, you can't be sitting there saying, well, oh, I didn't know that, when you're in a simple talking head interview. You can't do that. Not when you're so adamant about your your stance. Because that means, you know, it's like me, I'm not going to go out there. I, I can lightly say, but I'm not going to really put myself in the position to be the person to really sway the people. Because I don't have, unless I've done all my research, and if you ask me any question about Trump, like, what has Trump done for black people? Well, he did this, 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 and actually the percentage is this, and it's improved here. If, Cube can present those facts in his arguments, and I haven't seen it, so he might have. If he can do that with chest and vim, that's different. And then I'm, then I'll be like, okay, well, he's done his research, and he's okay. He's a Trump endorser, fine. Because not that I might not agree with it, but if he can present me facts that counter everything else and prove Trump to be a better person, and because there is a lot of this stuff, there is a lot of stuff like Trump shit, Trump shit, Trump shit, and it's very hard to find the achievements that he have made. And there are some articles that say, look, he has done this, that, and that, and has improved some things. So. If we take away all the left and right media and everything, what are the facts that Trump has done to benefit black people if this is what Cube's agenda? If he hasn't got that at the forefront of his conversation, then please just take a back seat and be like everybody else, tweeting on Twitter, on social media, having your little conversations and leave it at that. Don't come in and put yourself in a position of leadership when you haven't got all the facts. That's the only thing I think I would say, because I think that's the only way to make it fair, because you have every right to endorse who you want, 
we're all our own got our own mind we shouldn't actually be looking to these people to be our leaders anyway but it is what it is um and Ados, I, agree, I agree with the ados thing in regards to i understand where they're coming from I think my voice i understand their point but as auntie charlotte said how it's being remixed it becomes like the old school african caribbean wars if that's how it's sounding right now america's going through that right now black americans are going through that right now and that's the part that's um, dis disappointing so when someone just stamps and says yeah the ados it then becomes like, are you, what are you gonna? It just you just that feeling that you that we used to have. It's not Sorry to interrupt you, but it's stupid because what they're doing is they they're continuing this whole separation, divide yeah. and conquer thing. That's yeah. what they. It, it's it's just so stupid. Yeah. And if they looked into it properly, they'd understand that. I don't think you can say that because how it sounded to me was whenever we talk about racism and then a white person's like, but I'm not racist, and when you bring it up, it it creates divisions pointing out injustices that's to be remedied how it's pointed out i can totally understand yeah. that may not be the best way that some people have jumped on it but i think that's from both sides because i took offense to it until looking into yeah, actually there are real merits to the yeah. separation because it's been separated in law they've put in place that your blackness is different you, you Asian coming over is different to an African-American. So it's like, actually, they need to advocate for themselves. That they doesn't do. mean they are against black people, though. It's just But the majority advocating. of them that's talking about it are saying that they're against everybody else. That's the problem. Whoever is in charge of this or whoever's at the top of it needs to then say these things in a, in a way that can be easily understood yeah. and not misinterpreted. That's yeah. what needs to happen. Because they're not. That's the, that's the problem. The, the 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 lazy meme is the fact that that if you're not black American, you're not worth shit. And that's unfortunate the way the message is being distilled to the people. But the facts, when they break it down, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. We can move on, but I think the, you know, the bottom line is you put yourself out there. You've got to deal with what you're going to get. This is where we are at today. So sorry. And also, can I just say, like, in terms of like, uh, did you guys see Diddy's clip? Yeah, and I'm just like, you know, say what you want about Diddy, he made it clear what his position is. Q could have done the same. What thing. happened? What he happened? He basically it. announced he'd done an interview with Charlemagne. I didn't watch the whole thing, I just uh, said, okay. And he kind of just said, like, look, Trump is too dangerous, we can't do that. If you're down for the cause, then go this way, kind of thing. So, like, I, I just think like it is possible, do you know what I mean, to pick a side and what 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 Cube has done. He's kind of like saying, I'm not picking any sides. I'm just going with, uh, do you know what I mean? I'm just talking to the people that are talking to me, which I think a lot of people can use this argument as like, okay, let me go this route then. It could be code for let me go this route as well. <laughs> it's that thing of like being, I'm not really sure, because that shows that you're not really sure about the facts because the fact that you can be in the middle, it doesn't it doesn't work. I, I just don't yeah. think it works at this time. No. Be like, I've done my research and these are what I'm, this is what I'm saying. You can be like, I'm exploring things, but don't be so adamant because he's adamant. See, that's not a word. It is his stance seems to be actually Trump's a bit more, but it's not clear. So you're just being left left to be used. No, he hasn't said that. He hasn't actually endorsed Trump. No, I know that's. No, a he, hasn't, he hasn't denounced Trump either. You know what I mean? That's the problem. He's just like I will talk to people who will talk to me, and the person that yeah. talk to him is the Trump camp. 
So there might be many reasons why the Biden camp hasn't talked to him. Maybe they've tried, maybe they haven't got, but what he's putting out there is that he's talked to the thing. And everyone knows how you can spin these things. That's just what it is. And it's just like, you've allowed yourself to be spun, to be honest. And it's just like, come on, you know better than that. Come on. Yeah. But then in the same way, should the Biden camp not be reaching out and adding a black agenda? They have a black agenda and they've had it for months. Mm. People have criticised it and they don't think it's good. So they, yeah. they, what they need to do is refine their black agenda. That's what they need exactly. to do. You have one. Trump didn't have one until the other day, mind you. Do you know what I mean? Biden done it first, um, if we're talking about facts. It's just frustrating because Biden's camp could have been trying to get in touch with him. You know, I've seen like, people like um, Tamika Maori putting out on her Twitter, Ice Cube, call me. Do you know what I mean? Did he call her? We don't know. Do you know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. Like, there could have been that chance to happen, but it might have been shut shut down. It might have been blocked. You don't even know. Or this might be what Ice Cube wants to do. He said that they did get in contact with him. Both parties did. But the Biden camp said that they would revisit his contract after the election. Mm-hmm. And Trump's oh, yes, camp... Yeah, yeah, yeah was ready to sit down with him to go over the contract during this cycle. That's why he sat down with and, and it, had meetings with them. I think that's more problematic, really, than him speaking to the Republicans. I actually think where you have over 94% of Black women vote for you and 70% of Black men vote for, for the Democrats, to not have a Black agenda or be willing to sit down and actually revise it when people have criticised you, I think that's an issue. But I I agree with you, but what's even more problematic is to even put this information out there knowing that black men this election could swing the vote and that you being an influential black man, (laughs) like to have that kind of influence and be used in that way. That's what I think is problematic. Especially when... In this moment, do you know what I mean? Like, we'll deal... what After the election, we'll have to deal whatever the case is, no matter what, anyway. And then we'll really see whether Trump is going to do, if he wins, if he's going to go do a goddamn thing. And we know... But when he's arguing... When he's promising to his own people, I'm going to build a wall, where's the fucking wall? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You can't even deliver to your own, but you want to deliver to us. Get the fuck out of it. You're a liar, okay? Yeah. And he's agreed for the last four years. So, this is the point. This is the you know what I mean? Agreed. So, yeah, he's proven, he hasn't proven that he's kept his word to many things. A lot of things. So, that's why it's a bit like you're going down this route saying that, yeah, he's going to do this and I'm talking to him. He's talking. They're talking makes him look good. So, that's why Cube, I, it's not wrong, but it's not okay and it's not right as well. Yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> in the words of it's not okay. Whatever the case. Your question was, Nana, should he be getting dragged? Yes, he should because he put yeah. himself out there. And yeah. it doesn't mean to say he's right or wrong, but he should be getting dragged because that's what everyone who puts themselves out there. In the same yeah. way that people drag Kanye. Oh, no. Get out. Next topic, please. Sorry. You've got so many good comments. We were rambling. Sorry, I can't see the comments. Okay, go ahead. Um, so Nee says, I think Ice Cube is being used by the people around him, namely Jeffrey Quatenez. Yeah, um, Quatenez. Like, I think it is like Quatenez, his Quatenez, business partner. Okay. The link to Steve Bannon shouldn't be ignored. That's probably why the Republicans actually responded to him. He's being used. 
food. And then Katusa, sorry if I'm butchering your name. Ice Cube is using standard political science, leveraging going to um, the power brokers. Both parties are problematic, but um, do for self or prepare to barter. Uh, and he also goes on to say, or she goes on to say, Democrats will never do for Amer African-Americans unless they are made to work for the black votes. Very true. Um, also says, Ados is fragmentation and ahistorical. Tasha, oh, hey, Tasha, says, uh, Trump stands for white supremacy. I cannot understand how any black person can vote for, white, for a white supremacy. True. Antoinette says, <laughs> I agree with Auntie Farah's last statement. Four years with Cheeto Satan has shown, <laughs> shown himself to us. And um, informed non-racist could not in any way, shape or form vote him in again. Give Biden a chance. At least he can see what not to do if he's smart. That's true. And also says that uh, Ice Cube uh, disappointed her. Same. Um, let me just see. Sorry, guys, we've got so much comments. We've got into it. I know. Yeah, <laughs> also said, yes, Drag Cube, how did this man originate for NWA? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Not everyone that wants to talk to you is for you. Very true. Okay, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do better. Sorry, okay, moving on to your um, topic. Right, okay, sorry, yeah. So I was going to say, yeah, I don't even know if we should talk about this because it's just so, a little bit silly. But basically, yeah, I don't know if you've seen on social media, but there's this clip going around of this um, a Nigerian guy who is in the lift with uh, what appears to be an Asian woman. And they're in kind of like, I think one of these new builds or whatever kind of thing. And there's a sign saying like two people in the lift at the same time and this woman basically is holding the door and she's you know from the looks of it she looks like she's intimidated like she's a little bit scared of this black man and stuff and um he's just cutting her out to see this so she doesn't want the lift to go because i'm in the lift and she says it says clearly two people yeah that's not true how long have i been here that's not true you're even lying on camera it's fine. You've told me. I wasn't standing there. You will keep this as as long as you can. Okay. Don't worry. Don't you can't wear shoes. Stay there. Don't I'll send all of this to management. I should leave, I should leave the lift because of you. <laughs> I don't die. Door opening. And you said I have coronavirus. Oh my God. So I said it. Now you want to put lies. I said you have corona. You think you have corona? I'll be in the lift with you. You think you think you have corona, I'll be in the lift with you. Continue lying. Look at her head. Continue lying. If you want me to abuse you, I'll abuse you. But I'll not say the wrong thing. Continue lying. We'll stay in this sleep. You know what? I was watching it thinking, like, I would be mad too. Like, what is your problem? There's supposed to be two people in the lift. It's me and you in the lift. What's the issue? And then they go back and forth, and then someone else comes in, and then she gets out of the lift, and then it's kind of, like, over. But I was just wondering, like, what would you do if you was in that kind of situation? And it seems to be, like, a racial thing. <laughs> like, what would you do? So they're in the lift, and she's holding the door. Yeah. So that the lift won't move. <laughs> yeah. Basically. You know what? Actually, yeah, no, Russ did say this to me. This guy, he goes viral from time to time. Strong yeah, Nigerian exactly. accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I would have done what he did. If I had nowhere to go, you see how he just stayed in there and he was like, I can be here all day. <laughs> yeah. I would have done that. I would have been like, I can be here absolutely all day long. Because really, that Chinese woman just needed to leave. He should have gone up. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> 
that's what you should have done. I've done things like, you know, like when you're in your car and you're driving and it's your right of way and someone comes and they expect you to move. I've done things like turn my engine off and sit there and just be like that. <laughs> Start looking at my phone when you're ready. And then they've had to move. So with this woman, if you're not getting out, I'm just going to crush you until you move. And if you don't move, then we'll just both stay in the lift because I'm not getting out of the lift. It says two people. It's two people because I saw the clip and she was on one corner and he was on the other corner. Mm -hmm. So it's very clear where you're supposed to stand. And yeah. she's just she's like, why don't you get out? Why don't you? She's holding the lift like this. Why don't you get out? Why don't you get out? Why don't you get out? And it's like, why don't you get out? If you've got a problem, you get out then. Well, you know, he was like, I want to go home. I want to go home. But I would do the same thing <laughs> as he did. I'm not moving in it. And I'm stubborn. I'm not going nowhere. Ten people could come and tell me to come out. I'm not moving. Let her move. Simple. Not pushing her, not going up to her for her to yell and scream attack, but I'm not moving. <laughs> um, exactly the same. I think I'd, I'd be laughing as well. I'd probably, on, if I had reception in the lift, I'd be calling you lot and be like, have you seen what's going on? I'd be laughing, wouldn't be going anywhere. I can imagine me getting into a whole conversation like, so what's the problem? Like, what's going on here? What's going on here? <laughs> I would start this again. <laughs> really getting on her nose, like, are you okay? What's happening in your world? I'll just be mocking her, trolling her, and I'll be laughing too. And I'm not going anywhere. So keep it moving, isn't it? And I, I think, I don't know, I don't know what I could do to get her out. Because um, I didn't, I think I would irritate her till she left. I think I'd do that. Um, but yeah, I can just, I just know me. I'd probably like trying to get into the heart of her soul. Like, what's your issue? What exactly is your problem today? <laughs> you might not fuck it right. What's going on? What's going on? So yeah. Did you yeah. take your meds? <laughs> uh, did you take your meds today? <laughs> okay. Um, are you, like we're talking too much, there's too much air going around. I don't even know if you've got corona. Well, I know I haven't. All this breath going in the lift is, is imagine it weren't she Chinese? Is, you know what? Sorry. I'm I don't I don't know if she's Chinese. She's, she's Asian. <laughs> she's Asian. Yeah. Problematic black woman in the corner. The thing is, there is one millisecond where he says to her, I should be scared of you. Look at you, look at you. And it's like on the cusp of what do you mean? And she yeah. was like, why are you saying that to me? But then he was like, no, because you're here. Who knows what you've got? I should be scared of you. <laughs> but listen, I think, look, ethnic trumps ethnic because both of them have got issues. You know what I'm saying? Got <laughs> issues. At this point, if I was in that room, it's a free for all. You can call me um, an N-word. I'll call you a Y-word. I'll do it. We can just go for it until the lift moves. And I'm going where I need to go. You need to go where you need yeah. to go. So then at this point, if we're going to have ethnic wars, we, let's so be it. Go for it then, isn't it? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Sorry, I was going to say, this is a little bit like the altercation I had with the woman at the bank. Remember a few weeks ago? And she stepped into my two-meter space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but what would you do, Auntie Shade? I mean, I, I can be very petty, innit? So if, if the floor was clean, I'd sit down, man. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, we ain't going nowhere, mate. Seriously, I'm going to get comfortable, my play with the music. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, okay. what do you want to listen to? Come see, on, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that's the thing. But the thing is, I, w I might not even, I might even stop talking. Do you know what I mean? I'll be like, if you want to see intimidating, I can be intimidating, man. Yeah. I'm your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you would want to leave. You would, you want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Just stand there staring at her like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you see her? No. Can you see her? Why is she doing that? I don't know. I don't know. She'd make her real scared. She's like, do you know what? I'm going to leave. It's fine. Take I mean, if had African vibes, I would have then started saying, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so yeah. We've got a few comments. And Antoinette says, hmm, I think 
after asking her to close the door and she doesn't, I'll cuss her out and pretend to put some juju on <laughs> another language and scare her ass out of there. I'm not I'm not leaving. Imagine. I wish someone would. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, literally that is one of those like okay. I do wish, I wish somebody would try and do that. Exactly. Yeah. You just get your lipstick out, do some markings on the floor. I have I've sat in a car too, Auntie Farah. You get me? Switch that engine off, sit in the car, I'm not moving. One of us has got to move. Traffic comes behind you. I don't care. I'm not moving, not doing it. I've got all day, and I say to them, I've got all day. Even if I don't, I've That's got all day. Me. I've got all day for this. <laughs> okay, next story. Let's go. Auntie Far. Oh, it's me. Um, speaking of cars, I want to talk about the possible congestion charge extension zone craziness that's happening. Have you guys seen this? Have you seen how far the congestion charge is supposed to reach, given the fact that congestion charge was to stop people from driving into central London because it was getting congested? They now want to stretch it as far as the eye can see, reaching areas like Camden and Wood Green and all these places and, you know, practically all of northwest London. It's ridiculous. And it will be £15 a day as it is now. And it will probably still end at 10 o'clock, seven days a bloody week. What do you think? Even if you don't drive, this is a liberty. Well, that was directed at me. I don't drive. It is a liberty. Um, and uh, I, do, you know what, do, you know, do you know what? If this has gone beyond congestion charge, isn't it? It's not congestion anymore because now you're just making it up. You're just, how can you extend? The whole point of this was to try and sway people from driving and stuff. Now you're just adding tax for fun. This is not a congestion charge. This yeah. is a charge. It's that they should just remove the congestion and call it charge. Just yeah. charge. I mean, the thing is, the reason why this has come is because TfL... Um, need a one billion bailout and the government have demanded that the way to earn this sorry the way to raise this money is to charge Londoners <laughs> by charging them 15 pounds to go again to extend the congestion zone so this is how they this is their bailout even though let's not forget that next year they're getting a pay rise each of three grand you know and how many MPs are there just out of interest my point and what do they do my point right what you know, every year that the TFL, the price goes up. Every year. Every, every year. single year. The price goes up. Okay. Monty Shade. Um, basically, yeah. I was just going to... They obviously need to make their money back. Do you know what I mean? They need to make their money back because of all the restrictions that's been happening, happening over this COVID time. Um, I'm just like, you know what? We just need our independence now. Like London needs to be independent. We need mm -hmm. our own country. You know what I mean? Like, let, let the money from London stay in London, innit? I've had enough. I don't drive, yeah, but it's a liberty. It's a liberty. Basically, Wood Green, that's zone two or three, right? It's Wood Green. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you all the areas. It is outrageous. It's Wood Green, it's Walworth, it's Poplar, it's Newham, it's Stratford, it's Camden, wow. it's Kensington, it's that's Brixton. Cool. It's London. It's just London. Smith and Fulham. It's, it's everywhere. I wish you could see this map, but you can't. It's everywhere. When you get to Wembley, you're out of it. Yeah, but that's when the postcode changes. Right? Exactly. So basically, that's what I'm saying. thank you very much. It's, it's when the postcode changes. When it goes from W or S, S or S, yeah. No, them weird ones. That's when it. That's when it goes. That's where yeah. the congestion charges. Whoever's going to be the next mayor, can you campaign for that, please? Well, you know who's up to be the next mayor, don't you? Who? 
our favourite friend from the Conservatives. Who? Who? Not <laughs> no, not Preeti. No, not her. Guy, what's his name again? The problematic. Oh, Sean Sean yeah, yeah. Let him go because the way they're trying to throw what's his name. Um, the guy who's in there now, Sadiq, under the bus, before all of this, I hate that phrase, under the bus, it's really shit. Yeah. But anyway, the way they're trying to get him to blame him for it, go on, Sean, I dare you. Sadiq Khan is actually opposed to um, to the extending the congestion zone. He said no to it. It's the government that are, that are basically trying to force his hand and yeah, telling exactly. him this is the way that you solve the problem. We're not going to give you money. This is what you need to do. But the whole thing is, like, transport in London at the moment, to me, it just feels like a huge piss take where they're trying to make sure that all Londoners are maximum frustrated, can't travel anywhere. When in the history of London has all boroughs done a concerted effort on anything to do with the roads or anything to do with building, but somehow in the stealth of night, you're able to close roads, to yeah. reroute traffic, mm -hmm. to cause more congestion, to put up prices, all like nothing was going on where was the consultations who was building these things that were blocking the roads like all of this stuff is so stealth to me it's just like okay so we haven't been able to do fear properly on the population because there's so many people that are not really following our guidelines so now we need to we need to ramp it up and make it really hard to travel around it's just it just stinks to me I, the yeah. congestion is like they're just heaping it on. It's constantly heaping it on. Really, what we all need to do is en masse. It's not about protesting. It's actually withdrawing money. It's literally like you can, if everybody is like, we're not paying these fines, they can't lock up everyone. The, the courts can't handle all of that. It's for all of us. Like when people were really gung-ho against the poll tax, although... We didn't stick yeah. with that too much. But, you know, that mass disruption of we are not allowing you to do this to us. We, Londoners need a bit of that. And then maybe independence as well. The other thing to mention is that they also want to um, stop free travel for under 18s. Yeah, I so old people. Yeah, and exactly. So you're not only are they going to be putting up the congestion, sorry, extending the congestion zone, which let's face it is going to cripple businesses because I don't know if you guys remember when it extended to like Labour Grove and those sort of areas. Yeah. Dub Vendor, a record company that had been, you know, it like it was Grove basically, yeah. just couldn't survive. It couldn't survive being in the congestion zone. So think of how many more businesses throughout that whole extension are going to suffer. And then on top of that, all the families who are now going to be forced to try and find money to send their children to school because it's no longer free for them to travel. They need to come up with a better solution than this. You lot have been burning money, pissing it in the wind, as they say. You need to find a better solution. You're just printing it anyway. So print, keep printing, in it? Go to the bank and print more. That's my point from a child, I didn't understand. And I know that, I don't know economics, I never did an economic degree, I don't know shit, right? I don't, but I don't understand. We print the money, it's all a decision. Emperor's new clothes, we are living and dying by someone who decided that paper is a thing that we have to live by. Come on, when is enough is enough? It's okay guys, okay, you know what? Look, let's start again, it's fine. Just, okay. <laughs> tell anyone. Tell anyone, just cancel the debt, that's invisible. You know, debt is not, the debt is not real. Yeah. All these hundreds of years, oh, you owe us money, and for every year the debt goes up, come on. Interest is not real, it's just, 
now we don't even have, we have paperless. We're practically paperless. So in a bank, a bank every month tells me that I've got this amount of zeros in my bank or whatever. It's just all lies. Let's come on. And by the way, now that's your word about people not paying, black people, please you pay because you will be the ones in jail. Not <laughs> <laughs> be the ones to do it first. Let the rich. Yeah, it's got to be a collective. It's got to be the middle class. And we have, and we have it like a tiered system, like like the one lockdown. One. <laughs> tier three, white folks. Tier two, yeah. Asian folks. Tier one, black folks. Last, please, because we're always the first. Can we do the back? Can we just reverse it, please? Thank you, please. <laughs> and that's it. But yeah, it's, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. And I don't, they can't do it because it's just, my mum's, um, she's of age, she was talking about her um, past being. Freedom pass. Sorry, the, it was TV license where they tried to scrap all that type of stuff for old people. Like why? why the little tuppence that they get a month, the little pension tuppence. And you want to, so you're going to have old people sitting in the house not going anywhere. You know, their little lifeline is getting on a bus to go somewhere to the little tea meetings. Mm. So you're going to remove that from the little, Come on, where are we living? Come on. What are you doing? What is you, and a family's got four kids, so you've got to find four weekly travel cards. Are you all right? Really? And if you go to school, you get fined. So every type of way you want to get, come on, this fake money system, allow it. Yeah, you can't afford to drive, you can't afford for four children to get on the train. So therefore, you drive them, but you will pay 15 pounds because you got to drive them and then you got to pay road tax on top of that and everything else that you got to pay. Um, if, you wait, if you wait outside the school in, in the wrong zone, you get charged for that because you're not going to drive outside the school, innit? So everyone's going to be driving because yeah. they can't afford the bus. But yeah, come on, come on, logic here. It's very, we've solved it. Like literally, four black women have <laughs> solved it. What the fuck is your problem? MP with a job, getting a pay rise. <laughs> Let me read some comments. So Andrea says, it's going to cripple small businesses who are already on their knees. This is basically a London charge, definitely. Uh, while you're reducing lanes for bicycles, adding to congestion, yeah, makes perfect sense. And then she also goes on to say, remember Boris was the one that removed the extension in the in exchange for the mayorship in the first place. Yeah, I'm saying. Seriously. So it was all right when he wanted to get his foot in the door, innit? Mm. And now yeah. it's like yeah. taking back your talk, mm. like he does every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, mate, can I just add, because we don't have it on our rundown. Did you see the news of Boris may leave next spring because his yes! money is not Because what, what's happening? There's not, there's not enough pay rise. Not getting enough money. Wait, hold on. Sorry, please pause. Pause. Boris is trying to quit because he's not got enough money. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. His wages, wages, wages is not enough. Huh? Ah. <laughs> I mean, like, because he didn't, and he also got exposed for having an affair or something as well. Like, yeah, I, I heard that. that no, 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 but Boris, he must, he must need more money. The teacher or, or the tutor. Sweetie, yeah. it's the tutor. <laughs> All the baby mothers are coming out the woodworks. I love this because the narrative, black men, you're exempt. Come on, now, Boris. Do it for the Come on, Boris. White baby mothers are us. Go on. But can you imagine, though, 150000 that you're on and you're like, well, how they're spinning it. We all know Boris is just going to get dashed out because he hasn't fulfilled his promise oh, to do yeah. it. Yeah, and then they're just going to wheel in the next idiot. Yeah. But Boys. the spin of it, though, that 150000 he is not able to live on this, so he may resign next spring. It's like, <laughs> you all think, think we're all dumb, like flipping worms walking around. But it, yeah, I, I laughed at it. I was like, Boris, yeah. really? Yeah. But every, please, everybody, 
quit, please, because you're, you're not making enough. Everybody who's not making 150,000 a year, please, can you quit your job? Because you have every right. Because our president, I mean, our prime minister in chief has said it's not enough. They're telling us. Do with his money as well. It's not like he's got to pay rent. Right? He doesn't no. want to do his hair. He doesn't he doesn't do he doesn't need to pay for travel. He doesn't need to pay to eat. He ain't got to pay no stuff. Man's good. Like, okay, you got baby mothers to pay, but you were fat before you went to 10 Downing Street. So you're that's why you've got all these baby mothers. Come on. Like, what's going on? It's so bizarre. Oh, gosh. Come on, baby mothers. You hear that his dad wrote a book in the 80s about the virus. Like that, I saw that the other day. I didn't even realise. But his dad no. has got a book about the virus and what's going to happen and how it's going to be treated. It's all very interesting. Yeah. Oh, I love that stuff. Okay. Boris, go, go, go. Let us run the country, innit? Let, let, let's go. Let Arnie's. I told you I'm going to be an MP. I really know how to spin words. So let's go. <laughs> yeah, let I want to be a judge, I think. I think I'd like to be a judge. I want to be an MP for sure. I want to run this country. Easy. No problem. <laughs> and anyway. I go to meet every day. <laughs> Let's go to meet our be I look interested. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm an expert at Zoom meetings. Okay, <laughs> uh, I look interested. Uh-huh. Okay, sure. Right. Uh, <laughs> we'll right. see what we can do. Exactly. <laughs> I'll get back to you. Any more comments before we go? Um, Red Border says, the government will find their way out of this crisis. Yeah, they will. Yeah, <laughs> and, Antoinette says Boris needs more money for paternity payments and to suppress the news stories coming out about him. Yeah. <laughs> it's got all the NDAs. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So my final my story finally is guys, we should be really, really happy because everything's coming down to an end. Racism is over. Diversity is winning because um, we have a new coin, um, a 50p coin that's coming out oh that's going God. to celebrate so the contribution of minority communities um, for, to the UK. So I'm, I'm so excited. So 2.5 million diversity-built Britain 50p coins will enter into circulation next week. I'm so excited. They're designed by Dominique Evans, a mixed-race woman who's one of the UK's foremost coin designers. The design's inspired by her own experience of diversity as a mixed-race woman. Um, the wonderful Chancellor Rishi Sunak commissioned the coin earlier this year following a roundtable discussion with Dominique and um, Blondel Clough, CBE, CEO of the West India Committee, campaigner Zara Zaidi and Professor Patrick Vernon and Deputy Master of the Mint and Jessup to mark the launch of the coin. Rishi said of this coin, this coin and the rest of the series will act as fitting tribute to the very profound impact ethnic minority communities have made on Britain. Good old Boris says, this new coin echoes the government's commitment to building a fairer society for all. And Dominique, who says, when designing this coin, I began by thinking about the people who inspire me and what diversity has meant in my life. I believe that no matter where you are born, we are all belong under the same sky. And this was a starting point. <laughs> now, Anne Jessup, our bad girl who runs the Royal Mint of Lies, says, this is one of the most significant coins produced by the Royal Mint and signals a change in our na nation's coinage. For over 1,000 years, the nation's story has been told on coins struck by the Royal Mint, but often the contribution of ethnic minority communities has been unrecognized. This marks the beginning of a new chapter with more coins to follow. And by the way, she also adds, in addition to creating this pivotal 50p, we have launched a new diversity hub on our website where people can share their stories and access free educational resources. Working in partnership with the West India Committee, we have created educational packs, which will be issued to every primary school in England and Wales and are available for anyone to download. The first of these packs explore the contribution of Black Britons and has been launched to coincide with Black History Month. So, and just to top my point off, 
Well, just to acknowledge the fact that diversity is really winning here. We have four posters that have been painted to black to painted black to honor Black Britons, including Sir Lenny Henry, nursing pioneer Mary Seacole, footballer Walter Tull, and um, there's a piece of artwork by Yinka Shawnee Bear. I just wanted to say that, by the way, the Royal Mail, you know, on the back of this wonderful postbox thing, recently awarded 30k to a Muslim post worker who's had to sue them because they failed to investigate a racist letter situation. I'm just saying that. So this is my my wonderful tribute to you guys. Diversity matters, it wins. We have 50p coins coming and we have letter boxes. How do you guys feel about my wonderful report right now? Can I talk? <laughs> Go ahead. I have so many feelings and so many emotions about this. It is ridiculous. So firstly, 50p, <laughs> 50 pence. What can you buy for 50p? Who is who even has 50p? Freedom. You buy freedom. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the country still buying Not freedom. Even 50 pounds. <laughs> no, they give us the edge pence. 50p. Firstly, like, come on. Also, how much did it cost them to do this? That's what I really want to know. How much did they spend? consulting these people and doing these red these round tables and all of these sorts of things and printing or stamping or whatever the hell it is you do to make coins how much have they spent doing this because my thing is this give black people the money stop giving it who wants who cares about the 50p the money that you spent and invested in all of this shit you could have put into the communities and you could have built up the people in the communities and help them progress rather than 50 pence who gives a damn about 50 pence and that's for four post boxes piss off like come on now four post boxes they did more of that when it was the olympics we got we get four <laughs> <laughs> how many of us are here oh it's diverse not diverse because it's four in the country four that's not diverse. What is it? One for England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales? Is that what it is? Is that why we've got four? Yes. <clears throat> one, in Ireland, one in Brixton, one in Northampton, no, Glasgow, sorry, and one in Ireland. Yeah. It is. One for England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. Exactly. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You okay? Okay, right. So, so I was trying to look for the positive here. Because I have. It's very, very difficult. The only thing I can say is it's the biggest coin. So yeah. <laughs> that's the only positive I'd say out of the coins. However, I mean, like, coins are basically, cash is becoming obsolete, if not obsolete. Yeah. You can't even spend money at the moment in most places. Right. So I did see online um, this designer called Kaz, Kazver. I, I'm probably saying it wrong. Kazver made me do it. And they do like really funny like graphics on topical things. And they've got like the coin that says diversity built Britain. And on the back it says joke, colonialism, theft <laughs> <laughs> <best> built Britain. <laughs> it was perfect. It was actually perfect. I just think this is a whole bag of nonsense, man. Like what what are we really doing here? Even if they planned this before 2020, they should have said, you know what? Read the room, it's not the right time. Let's just leave this that one or think about something else that we can do. Like, you know, as you said, Auntie Farah, like maybe channel that money into the communities, maybe, you know, make, you know, anti-blackness, like, 
like training compulsory across industries, maybe like, you know, just changing legislation to make it like, so people are actually equal and making the same amount of money. There's just so many things that can be done apart from this. I just think it's just like another empty gesture that maybe like, 50 years from now or 100 years from now, someone might have one of these coins and it will prove to them that Britain was diverse and, and liked mm. diversity. <laughs> as, as, you know what I mean? That's what this seems like. It's just like for the future to just indicate that, you know, they did when actually in reality they did not. So, no, it's nonsense. You know what I would love? Because these things keep on happening. So the team that were on that round table, I want them to do a a panel and have an audience of people and so that we can ask them with our notebooks to really see how these things take place so that we can stop it from happening. I want to know what their reasoning was. I want to know who came up with the idea. Um, I want to question the design, like the, the lines and squiggles. Like what, what is that signifying as diverse? I, I really want to ask them, and even the term diversity built Britain, is it diversity of the ways that they enslaved people and killed them that they're talking about? What's the diversity that they're honing into, really? Was it just the, the different... The, yeah, the different methods of torture. They were diverse in the many countries that they went to. They didn't oh, just stick yeah. to one. That's what it was. Yeah, the, the, the barbarism of it. Is it like yeah. we were so diverse in our pillaging because mm -hmm. we, and we pillaged here, we raped there, yeah. we did hierarchies in different mm -hmm. countries, we created wars. Like, is it that's the mm -hmm. diversity that yeah. you really? So I want to ask them, like, because maybe you needed to write that in between the etches, put war. <laughs> we needed to all be in there so that we all got a grasp of what diversity actually built Britain. It's just like how it sounded like ethnic people from different various ethnic backgrounds was in that room. So I want to ask them, what was you guys thinking? I really want to get to the bottom of what well, type of human comes up with these ideas. And you're, you, I heard a doctor was in there, that there was people with letters behind their names. Like, what type of person are you? What were you studying? That this was your grand scheme to kind of unify Britain, a diversity 50p coin. What does that do? So, I mean... <clears throat> I feel like you guys really haven't heard me when I try to celebrate this moment. And the background of the coin features a geodome with a series of interconnecting lines and triangles that form a network. Each part is equal and symbolizes a community of connection and strength. Uh, <laughs> each sorry. part is equal? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I really need you to not interrupt me. I <laughs> to celebrate diversity here. <laughs> diversity Built Britain talks about the differences between us and the connection which gives us unity. The design also looks to the future and the bonds which will continue to, continue to grow and make us stronger together. Now, Zahara Zaidi, you were asking what they were saying in the room. So Zara, who's one of the campaigner, campaigners said, ethnic minority people as well as underrepresented groups need to see themselves represented in British institutions. They need to see their contributions to Britain recognized. It is a part of an invisible social contract and it can build cohesion, promote, promote a sense of belonging, inspire young people and unite us as a nation, showing that we all have an equal stake in society. We are a diverse, modern and global Britain. Let's show that. This coin helps bridge our nation's past. Now, obviously I'm taking the fucking piss because I hate the whole idea of this bullshit. And the thing is, what I saw, to be honest, when I first saw this, I did see Zera, I hope I'm saying her name right, Zera Zaidi. She was being celebrated on Twitter in all, all seriousness now. She was being celebrated and people saying, well done. And I looked and I was like, 
this is a problem. This is me. Now, we're a bunch of black women who are, you have our influential voices and we're now actually speaking against a bunch of black people who sat in a room and thought this was a good idea. And I vehemently believe this was a stupid idea. And I, I don't mean to undermine how they felt, their emotions. Some people might, they said, but I actually like, this is stupidity. You sat down and wasted time and you probably, I can't say, I don't know if they get paid, but I know when you're pulled in to be a consultant, you damn well should be, be asking for a fee. So if they were paid, if, I'm not going to say they were, if they were, you, you, you sat down in a room and said, yeah, you know what we, what we great? What will represent us as diversity and black people and the shit that we've contributed to this country is a 50 pence piece, a coin. When we're talking about we don't even barely use coins. Like, are you all right? Like, really? So I was I was really, really actually offended, insulted, and saddened that black people that who have got a status in this country thought that this is an ideal thing. And then we've got people saying that this is amazing. How is this amazing? There's that 50p time 2.5 million. I did my maths because I you know I don't need maths. The amount of coins that we're going to have released into the um, into the world and they're worth 125, 150 something million. So what do you think that million, those millions, all those 50p's put together in a little bag, what would that have done going back into the community to to really make a difference. So how about Black Pound Day? How about that, you know, really galvanizing black businesses and all that type of stuff? Or And it's not just blacks, it's ethnic minorities. Already, you sat there in a room and let people call you ethnic minorities. A bunch of ethnic minorities allow <laughs> the word ethnic minority contribution when the, the, this country destroyed the majority of the world's color, populate, racial population. Come on, come on. So yeah, I'm fucking disgusted. It's not everything you're called to do, you have to do, you know? Like, yeah, you really don't like. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just nonsense. And also, as well, like, this is another example of how so-called elites in our community think that they represent us and we represent the masses, and they don't because they're out of touch. They're out of touch. We don't just have a race issue in the UK. We have a class issue as well. How is this helping the black community? Like, it's just such a falsity on so many levels. Like, we're talking about the lines there represent equality, equality. <laughs> You you have an audacity, my friends. You have an audacity. There's no equality here. Let's be absolutely real. One of the constant hot topics of the last couple of years has been immigration. You know, the country is constantly trying to close their borders and just throw people who are not seemingly from England or from the UK under the bus over and over and over again. Like nothing positive is ever really said about us kind of thing. And And this is... This is this is our our. I, I don't even know what to say this because it's not a gift for us. It's not. This is almost like okay, someone's got to do this thing. I don't want to do it. Giving it to this group, they they've done it now. Like like a bunch of coins were faulty, <laughs> and maybe they just saw a D H and they was like diversity would work. Oh, and they tied it all in together. Seriously, like, this is yeah, this the is this, this is, this is, so, this is so, so stupid. I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with you, Auntie AK, in terms of like not not disrespecting these people. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be respectful. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know you are. Yeah. No, disrespect to you. Yeah, you know no. what I mean? Like, absolutely kind of thing. Because what are you thinking? Like, yeah, definitely. Even if you feel like, oh, you know, it's my job or blah, 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 whatever kind of thing, at least bring out the statement and just talk about the timing of this. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Where is your... I just like your your sensitivity to us. Do you know what I mean? Ah, oh, just oh, rage. Do we have any comments before you? Yeah. What somebody? Yeah. Gonna, what uh, what are you guys gonna do when you pick up this fifty p? Bash it. 
<laughs> I think, you know, sorry, just, you know, that oh, we've got so not enough time. You know, the joke of it is you're not even get it for free. Like I should have free 50Ps for, with all the diver, everyone that we get that comes into our possession, we should be able to keep it. If I've got like a bunch of 50Ps, if I want to go to the shop, oh, I've got all these diverse 50Ps. Okay, my lovely black person, you don't have to use them because you know what? That's yours because it's your representation. Because <laughs> 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 Ivy will send me a bunch in the post so then I don't have to have worked for them. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they need to be free. I need to have these 50Ps as a gift then to represent true diversity. Don't come, um, I'm spending my my diversity. You're, I'm spending my, my diversity. How about you just, you some debt, man? Do you know what I mean? Well, some debt and yeah. the people, the money that you spend. It just yeah. makes no sense. Let's get the comments quickly. Okay. Nicola said, I don't want bloody coins. Give me gold bars. Damn right. right. Get me. Bars, Nicola. Bars. <laughs> Redwater says, um, who are these people who suggest these ideas and I'd like them, them as a good idea and uh, agrees with one of your point, Auntie Nana. Uh, meanwhile, black people need feeding, access to education, healthcare, employment opportunities, etc. Right. Tasha says, remember, not all skin folk are, or are king folk. Very true. Remember the black man from Pure Gym who celebrated the PHM. <laughs> what the fuck? Come on, let's, let's give Matt a, 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 a no. break. Come on. <laughs> no. Let's go spend our 50 p's of Matt. <laughs> Nicholas said they were paid, Auntie AK, they were given a 50 p um, Monica says, I totally agree with you, Auntie Charlotte. Um, and Tata says, uh, it's complete, sorry, performative bullshit. Give the money to the windwash people. Yes, do something mm -hmm. about systemic racism. How about Grenfell? It's true. Geek oh, uh, damn post boxes and coins that work. Yes. Yes. Well, imagine. Imagine getting cladding down of all the fucking council blocks in London. Mm -hmm. How about that? How about yeah. 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 How about that? That's just a simple move. Exactly. Hey, I'm Auntie Nana. You're listening to Your Aunties Could Never. Now it's time for aunties to fix your life with Aunties Know Best. Well, this is like an internet dilemma. And it is like, a, it is a quick one. Is it Vieira? No, Era. Era. Patrick Era, the footballer. It's Vieira. Vieira. Is it Vieira? Yeah. Um, it was, it was um, his wife came out and has said that he has cheated on her twice. Mm -hmm. He has two small children that she didn't know about in one country. And then he moves out of the house at the top of the year and now has a 24-year-old girlfriend. And he has two small children. He has two children with the wife. Ooh. And they've been together since she was 14 and now she's 39 years old. So that's 25 years she's been with this man. What advice, what free things do you think she should do to try and make herself feel better? First of my vindictive hat on, yeah, I would say half. I want half of everything. Everything you have, everything you ever will have, and everything that ever will be attached to your name, I want half of it. That's my first thing, yeah? Then I'd go and get myself a little sexy boyfriend. Because <laughs> it's about making me feel better, isn't it? Yeah, this is about making her feel better. Yeah, I go and get myself a little sexy boyfriend, and I would also find a little sexy boyfriend for your little twenty-four-year-old who's going to realize that you need Viagra to keep it yeah. up. Ooh. Ooh. Three things done. 
in all seriousness, I think that's that's that sounds really tough, man. That sounds really, really tough. Um I think I don't know about three things, but I would just say that she just needs to work on her inner peace because that can't be easy. Do you know what I mean? Like looking at, you know, so much time invested and especially from being so young and stuff and everything like that. Um, it's a lot. Sometimes it's easy to even forget who you are in those situations when you've been with someone that long, kind of thing. To have that kind of separation, it's, 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 um, it can be quite traumatic. Probably some therapy, all these kind of like things to kind of like build herself up and like re, you know, help her uh, find herself again. Do you know what I mean? So she can be strong for her children because that's not going to be... Because if she's just finding out that there's other children involved, that's mm-hmm. going to affect her children too. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's an immediate family and that that all the betrayal and all the lies and all that kind of stuff. Like, so I think she just needs to do a lot of self-work, basically. amount of money buy a lot of therapy is what I meant to say. I can only imagine how she's feeling. Take care of your well-being. Treat yourself. I don't, but it's, it's really hard to say what she can do to make herself feel better because it just feels very momentary because it's not something that she's not, unless she was in, she has already kind of made peace with it. It's not, there's nothing really is going to work until you, you just have to go through it. Um, she just has to be very honest with the situation, honest with herself. I think retaliation, all that type of stuff is just going to make her maybe soothe the moment in the moment, but not for the long term. Ignore him. I think what would be great if you just ignored him. Don't react to him. Don't, I mean, she's put the word out there now. The best thing is just ignore every last cent of, like, ignore him. If you've got to do all the legal stuff through the lawyers, no conversation. Just give him the cold, cold wall. Don't respond. Don't react. Get on with your life. Like, it's not, I don't fake it. You don't have to fake it. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm fine, because obviously you'll know that you're not fine. However, just don't show him nothing. Don't give him no feedback. Don't give him no energy. If he tries to engage you in an argument, be like, okay, cool. And then keep it moving. Just don't even block him. Just keep living your life as normal. Ignore him. Act like he didn't matter. He doesn't matter. Just let everything legal take place legally. And make sure and don't give your kids any bit of talk. Just be like, you want to go see your dad? Cool, go see your dad. I'm here. Do this. Just do, just, just do you. Do you. Be the better you, and it's not about giving in to him or anything like that. It's just ignore him. He, he's a, he, from this point on, he's irrelevant. Don't give him no energy because that's what will feed his ego. If he's got this woman like crying, going nuts, and don't go for the well, all that type of shit. Just ignore him. I think that's the only thing that will make you feel better because it'll give you some sort of inner peace and strength as well that he's not being able to get to you in any other way. So I think that's the only thing that I would suggest. As I was reading over the story and my blood was boiling for her, just thinking this is the only man that you've you've been with and you've basically dedicated your life while well. yeah. he's had a career, a blossoming career. He makes jokes online all the time. like, And I find him hilarious. And I was thinking all of this time I've been laughing at your jokes and you just had women like running around you and were procreating. So I was thinking what I think would be the easiest way to alleviate all of the emotions that would be swirling around her would be like a retreat would really be to consider hard therapy and also maybe some psychedelics to actually like get a different perspective on reality so that you're not feeding so much into the the trappings of materialism that he would have provided and and what you felt your life was with him. If you could see life in a different perspective to actually what it really is about, that it's not about him and she is the centre of her world. 
So I'd think those three things, go on a retreat, have some therapy, consider psychedelics. She needs the half to do that. I <laughs> <laughs> okay. definitely get half. It's like, come on, that's grounds to get everything he has. Like, really, like, she's so she was 14, she's 39 now. How old is he? 44. See, yeah. even that, she was 14. That means that he was, what, mom, quick maths, 19? Yeah. That's dirty blood clot bungle. You're 19 and you're with a 14 year old. So even that alone, she needs everything. I've, I take back my talk. She needs all of his money. He can start again. Yeah, she needs I all of his money and then she can go on the retreat. Flat. Yeah, she can do go on the retreat and do all those lovely things that all of you lot said after she takes all of his money. Tasha said um, he's a dirty bungle. <laughs> and then she's really enjoyed the conversation. She'll definitely be back. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, Monica says, honestly, no point being vindictive. There's not much um, she can do to make her feel some, um There's not much she can do to make herself feel better. Maybe go away on a retreat. That was Auntie's No Best. If you have a dilemma, please send them to dilemmas dot your aunties could never at gmail.com hey i'm auntie farah and you're listening to your aunties could never and now we're about to take you guys back with black in the day okay so black in the day black history month special it is oh yes me um yeah. auntie Shale. hi guys um so basically yeah what i was um i was kind of struggling with this a little bit do you know what i mean um maybe i shouldn't be but I was, um, and I was thinking, the moment that keeps on coming back to me every single time was a bit of a controversial figure now, unfortunately, but Barack Obama, when he won um, back, like, how many years ago is it now? 12 years ago? God, 12, isn't it? His first time, 12 years ago. Yeah, Yeah. when he first won, it was like a frigging big deal. Do you know what I mean? Like, and um, for all of the the hope and the um, excitement and the promise, like up until then, even in his campaign trail, right? Like, it was kind of unheard of, right? It was crazy. I, I remember only seeing black presidents in films, right? I watched like Fifth Element. I really, really loved that film. And they had a black president. And I, you know, and that was like set in like future, like space and all that kind of stuff. And you you see that there's a couple of films where the president is black and it's set in the future. Um, like it seems so far away, right? And for that to happen in my lifetime, yeah, I didn't think it was possible. I just didn't think it was possible. So I just wanted to know, what, did you guys feel the same? Not really kind of looking at what where he's come to now, but that moment, if you go back to those 12, 12 years ago, did you kind of feel the same? Did you have, did you believe in the hope and promise of uh, Barack Obama? I did. I went to the UK inauguration party for him. That was in, oh. um, I, I want to say the Dorchester, but it's that strip. So I don't actually maybe it was a Dorchester, but it was in one of those on Mayfair, um, with kind of like you know the black movers and shakers, and it was so hopeful. Like mm. I dressed up, it was a lovely evening, and there was a real spirit, like as if we were Americans. Like this, it like touched us. Like this is, imagine like there's a black president. Like this, there was it was full of hope. Like definitely, and the fact that it was a black family, that so it was. It's one thing him getting there, but you'd expect, like, you know, the first family to probably have been very mixed and him to have a white wife. 
that, that it was a black woman that was going to be the first lady, I think actually mm. probably meant more to me than Barack getting in there. I think Michelle yeah. definitely mm. meant a lot more that she was there and she was going to be the first lady. Yeah, no, it was it was it was a good time actually. I think two thousand and eight, that year, I don't think I've ever been so invested actually, other than this year with Trump really in American politics. Like I followed mm -hmm. every debate. I was really, I didn't believe he was going to win until he won. Like I was still like, nah, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. like something's going to take place. It's going to get robbed. It's, he can't be. America's not ready. And when he did, it was like, wow, I can't believe in my lifetime I'm seeing this. Yeah, no, it was a good time. I think this is a good one. It was It was definitely a, a, a good moment for Black folks for that, that year or two. All the things that Auntie Nana said, I never went to no parties or anything like that, but I was definitely hopeful of what the future could be. I was also very scared for him because I kept thinking any minute now they're going to murk this man. They're going to kill him because, you know, they can't possibly have him as the president. I went out when he won. I went out and bought like newspapers and magazines and stuff like that just to be able to share with my grandchildren somewhere down the line and say, yeah, look. We had a, there were, not we, but you know, we had a black president. And um, it's, it's like you said, you only ever saw that sort of thing in movies. And when you saw it in films, it was always like, oh my God, imagine if that actually happened. Mm -hmm. So it was wonderful. And I think you're 100% on the money when you say that the most exciting thing was Michelle. She, it was just to see this beautiful black woman, educated, articulate, just amazing in every sense of the word was was great it, it, you know it did a lot for women and made you see like you don't just have to be this trophy person who sits next to the president you can actually do stuff and you know it was great that's a really good one i like that Charlie. yeah same um i was so fully invested because i always said i was african-american anyway african african-american because the way that we raised we born so source magazine is my magazine as i always say political lifestyle and music and just all those things that are inside of me that make me and then having watching this journey, I, I the same way. I was watching every single debate, every step he took. I was I was following. I knew everything. I stayed up, and I remember I always I have the image of Jesse Jackson with a tear. And I have the image of Oprah leaning on a couple, was leaning on Stedman, and she was crying. And I was just like, yeah, that moment was it was a lot. And then seeing the first man, I mean Barack and first man, the first sorry, the president and the first lady, Barack and Rochelle come out on stage and dance together. Mm. And then all the blackity blackness started to creep in when they had the black people's in Beyonce sang, they had, um, who sang at the inauguration was Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Like, in that moment of, unfortunately, yeah, false hope maybe, but in that moment, everything was just black. He had a black <laughs> reverend before the reverend became a problem. Like everything he came from was blackness. And it's like, so what, are we really gonna do this year? So we're really gonna have blackness everywhere. Yeah, you got two little black girls up in the White House. And mm -hmm. it was just like, like divine retribution it was just yeah that moment was a lot and i was just yeah i drank the kool-aid 100 percent swallowed it made more drank some more i was there with it um i went to a party i noticed i stayed up and i had the nerves because in those days um i think john john stewart was still hosting the daily show so trevor Noah hadn't taken over so that was my my i watched that show religiously and so i was engaged with that so that it was just no nah, man, yeah, I could get emotional about it. It was it was a moment, but it was that's a really good one. That's a definitely a very big moment in black history for the world, I think, for the world. Hey, I'm Auntie Shade. You're listening to your aunties could never. It's almost time to wrap up. Before we do, aunties, what's made you sad, mad, or glad? Um, what has made you sad, mad, and glad this week? But I'm mad about them blasted coins. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm mad about that. How dare they do that? I'm sad and mad about the possible congestion zone extension because I don't know how I'm going to get to work. Because as soon as I leave my house, I'm in it. Who's paying £15 a day? I'm not. I'm going to have to get a new job. Um, working from <laughs> home, I have to be the new thing. <laughs> and I'm glad. Oh, I'm still. I'm, I'm glad for my brother still because they're still pulling their weight because I'm still a little bit unable to move about. So I'm glad for them. That's that. Auntie Nana. I'm sad and mad just about the state of politics and the Conservative Party, like just absolutely taking the piss out of all of us, like continuously. It's like on the one hand, they act like they're utterly incompetent. And then on the other hand, it's like they have strategic moves that are just fucking up our days every single day. It's like, nah, you guys are, they're like, like the epitome of evil. And I can't even just say it's conservatives because like just p politics at this moment just feels like it's very wicked. Um, so I'm sad and mad about that. That I I'm not in a position to check out because I really would like to have my own island. Mm. But I'm glad. <laughs> I'm I'm really glad that I'm just really trying to find something I'm glad about. <laughs> I'm glad for life. Oh, I'm glad. Um supporting a small business that I got my chain through Ooh. from um, a business that's called Zoe Essentials. This is Citrine, which nice. is good for confidence um, and your solar plexus, um, which is like your engine of your of your being. So I have my crystal that's come through and I'm wearing it on copper because copper is a good conductor as well. So I'm glad for that, supporting a small black business. I was actually hoping you'd speak longer because I need time, but uh, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go anyway. Um, my sad and mad are kind of tied together. I'm I'm really sad and mad about the story of the 18-year-old girl, Verfi Kudi, whose child passed away. She's been arrested. I think she's in jail at the moment kind of thing. And I'm I'm sad that, you know, that's happened to, this, uh, to her child. Um, but I'm also mad at the Sun and the Daily Mirror for the way that they've covered this and they've made it news without any facts or any detail whatsoever. So, like, obviously, as you can imagine, like, people going into a frenzy and just cussing this 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 young girl out without knowing any sort of detail whatsoever. So, yeah, I'm... I'm can you give, sorry, can you give an overview of what that... Because I haven't heard about this. So, basically, this uh, young lady, she's 18 years old, and she's been charged with killing her daughter for 20 months by neglect. Yeah, I think it's by neglect, basically. Or they're saying that she left her own for six days. Oh, or she's used 20 months. That means that she was pregnant when she was 16. So, like, there's no kind of, like, insight into, like, her mindset or anything like that whatsoever it's just like they've literally just said that and then that's it kind of mm -hmm. thing there's just no depth to the story whatsoever at all and I just think it's just very it's a very triggering story um do you know what I mean and it just does it just it just leaves it open to people to attack and bully and you know do you know what I mean and do all those nasty things that you see online and, and I think that that is that is happening I think there's I think in this this case it looks like there's two victims here not just one do you know what I mean but um, yeah. I think we'll know more as the story develops um and yeah but then at the same I'm struggling for a glad and <laughs> like I'm not happy I'm generally quite happy with life at the moment so maybe I'm just like I'm just generally okay like yeah I'm happy to be just okay at the moment 
Um, my sad is also state of politics. Start, can't trust the media, can't trust politicians. They're taking us for fools. All these things that they're putting in place or not putting in place it just seems like a shit show. And I just don't, I'm a bit sad about where we go from here. I think I've had conversation, well, I'm not going to go too deeply, but I've had conversation with some people. It's like, you do all this stuff, especially us who are working for a better good for our people, but that, but yet somehow sometimes you're on a positive streak and then powers that be doesn't let you remind you that whatever you're doing, all you're working for, striving for, don't mean shit if we want to pull the rug from underneath your feet. And that can be quite hard to keep going positively, positively, especially when you're trying to do good things, especially for the betterment of your people. Um, so that makes me sad. What makes me mad, a bit frivolous, I had a glass of wine last night and I reached over to get something and I knocked it all over my floor and it's red wine because I like a red wine. My carpet is beige and in the dark, I went and got my bathroom spray, sprayed it out and I thought, because I had my lamp on, I thought I cleaned it. So in the morning I had this kind of pale pink stain. I was like, oh no. So I went mad, got bleach, sprayed loads of bleach and loads of water. That got rid of it. And then today my room smells like I've got a hundred damp cloths. <laughs> sitting in my room so then now i had to go and get the flora and the washing actually you know when you just do the most to get rid of something and it just becomes more of a task so i'm really fucking mad that just because i wanted a nice glass red of white red of, you know, i can't even say it a nice <laughs> before i went to bed turned into a shenanigan that's lasted so i'm mad about that i just hopefully i'm gonna go in my room and it won't smell like damp cloth for fuck's sake and um, i'm glad because i'm glad for look you know i'm glad for my aunties i'm glad for this moment even amongst all of us are so busy we're doing the most. We're trying to keep our lives together in all this madness. And yet we come together, have a good time on the podcast. You guys who are supporting and watching us. And sometimes it's like, it can be hard trying to get all this stuff together and being organized for you guys. But um, somehow every week we pull it off in some way. And it does bring good joy because I learn stuff. I bond with my aunties and bond with our followers. I need followers every day. So I'm glad for that. And I'm just glad for all the work that actually each and every one of us are doing because in amongst all the bullshit we are making a difference in our own way so my glad it's for my aunties boy there's a lot of people on my hit list today yeah man oh wow. there's a lot of people yeah but it's no one like no there's a lot of people i would just say governments in general <laughs> are on my hit list today because over the pond they're doing my head in ice cubes doing my head in today he's on the list trump's always on the list <laughs> boris is on the list whoever, whichever committee agreed to having this blasted coin, they're all on the list. Because come on now, you lot can do better. You couldn't even give us a, a note. You gave us 50 pence. Thank you for your years of hard work. Thank you for all the, the raping and pillaging that we've done. You know, we're so diverse. You've helped us build up Britain. Here's 50 pence. Yeah, they're on the list. They're, they're, in fact, their their list should be written in that flipping scratching that they got. <laughs> Them people, they're on the list. Them and all the politicians are on the list forever and always. Amen. And on that note, thank you, everybody. Um, this is Your Aunties Could Never, episode 33. Please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on uh, YouTube. We're on YouTube. So please follow us and like us and watch us and share us and talk about us. Bye. Bye.